Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate- some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Me being here and me making this for you is like all for like the right reasons. So for TRR means for the right reasons. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and we welcome you once again to 20. I know who you coached. 20 Gore. What? <laughs> did you say? I know who you coached. <laughs> Do you? Who did you coach? Tell me. Uh, I cannot. I will never reveal the names of any of the players I coached, but Was it Evelyn? suffice it to say, we are in 2020 Gore. I feel that um, our game strategy. The coaching, the book, everything we talk about on this podcast has never been felt as much as it is being felt right now in the Bachelor world, in the Bachelor franchise. We welcome you to our recap 
of yesterday's huge game in which a lot of groundbreaking things happen. We're going to discuss all of those things. But first, we must tell you that tomorrow we will be on Two Black Girls, One Rose. Check that out. Uh, we're talking about not only this episode, but about some stuff, uh, Bachelor Nation news, things that are happening in the in the world at large. And it's always fun to talk to them uh, or anybody else yeah. who, who has devoted their life to the study of our beloved game. <laughs> I now want to get their, <laughs> their awards in the game as well. I love it. Yeah. Um, and we... We went on that one right after we watched this episode, and now we are going to get to talk about it in the minutiae, yeah. which will be wonderful. <laughs> I mean, look, I just got to say right now, I know sometimes we call minutia alarm on each other. I'm saying moratorium on minutia alarm for the rest of this episode, at the very least, because we got some minutia. Sorry, we We're have gonna... a 75-page document. I have the full transcript <laughs> written out right here, and I will be reading it. <laughs> oh, my God. What an episode. What a time to be alive. What a time to be in the nation. What a time to be in the pit. Let's dig into this Pace Case. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. Here we go. This is the first week of the regular season of Historic Bachelor Season 28. We get the intro. It's night. We drone into the mansion, which they are now doing a lot of. They're using these drone shots properly, in my opinion, setting up the location, a beautiful exterior. Mm -hmm. We see that Lauren is angry at Joey. And he's, or she's angry generally, I should say. And Joey's checking in on her. She feels bad. She was the uh, last one to talk to him. She's got some turtle anxiety. And finally, this cake comes that she's uh, ordered or had delivered or she set it up as part of her little one-on-one -on -one time. And it seems like something she, something she planned. It's happening too late. And then we just see her eating this cake by herself with her hands. Or it's happening right on time. <laughs> getting angry that it's not red velvet. And she throws it on the ground. And that's it. That's the intro to the show. And guess what? We're watching the entire episode now. Everyone is who saw that. It's so good. I love this. Also, between the drones and the starting with this emotional moment that you then go backwards in time from, they're taking a lot of chances and changing a lot of stuff in the show. Yes. It might even be like they were listening yeah. to some podcast who had a bunch of editing suggestions about how to save the bachelors. Yes. It's kind of like that. Um, all I wrote down in giant caps was, this is it. This is finally Bachelor firing on all cylinders. We are back, baby. The nation is strong once again. 2020 gore is working because this is exactly how you should be promoting the show. You now have to watch to find out what the fuck led to that moment. This is a, a crazy play. We don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, ultimately, it'll be a, a self-elimination. We don't know that. Throwing a cake, we only see that once a season. And the desecration of cakes is has a rich history in our beloved game, of course. We've got uh, Cassidy Timbrooks having a cake knocked out of her hand in Bachelor 26 at a group date. We've got mm -hmm. all kinds of cake play going on Paradise. People throwing cakes and fires. Remember that shit? Cake and fire is a classic. I would have loved to see <laughs> this cake go on the roof of Villa de la Vina, but we didn't see it. No, we didn't. It just went in the bush. Instead, we move on to the very first portion. It is morning. We see a fountain. We hear some grunts and tennis balls bouncing off of tennis rackets. This is called... Sexy. An audio pre-lap in editing. Oh. It's when you hear the action before you see the action. And it works here. 
It's very good. It ratchets up curiosity, tension. What is going on? What are these sounds? We know somebody's playing tennis. Then we see Joey instructing Jesse Palmer. DLP is not bad. You have to remember, DLP was not only the fifth bachelor. He was a start. Well, he wasn't a starting quarterback. He was a backup quarterback for an NFL team. He's an athlete, a professional athlete. Remember, I never forget. He's amazing. (laughs) I loved this scene. Yeah. The sexual tension was high, palpable. Was it really? Getting us all ready for the episode. Between those two, you think there was sexual tension? Just just in the air, you know? Okay. If you say so. (laughs) And DLP is saying, you're such a good bachelor because you're a good communicator. And he's just be authentic, be yourself. You're going to do great. If you navigate this as well as you teach tennis, we'll be good to go. I lulled DLP. Lol. Yep. Uh, the players run into the mansion. Let's go. They're screaming in the I Love Cleveland, the house. Leah says it's surreal. Jen says, I still feel like I didn't meet Joey. You're like a figment of my imagination. And they, I love Cleveland, the bed. They're jumping in the bed. We love you, Joey, off the balcony. Krissa here gets an ITM where she says, just walking up to the mansion is so sick. This is open acknowledgement of the reward of just making it through night one. Playing the game itself is the reward. The mansion is hallowed ground. This is the respect. This is the legacy. This is allowing players to acknowledge that the show has been on for 20 whatever years and they all know the important parts of it. It's okay to have that on the show. Not only is it okay, it is good. It's entertaining. I loved it. I fucking loved it. I loved everything this episode. And at the Mimosa Cheers, DLP says you're the 22 women that made it through the first night. So congratulations. Very Hunger Games, Ian. Absolutely. It's open gameplay speech. And that's why we called night one surviving the slaughter in our bed. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Look, I still maintain uh, surviving night one in The Bachelor is one of the hardest things you can do in professional sports. A third of these players just get gone. It's not maybe quite as bad as a squid game round one where half of 452 players get eliminated. <laughs> Statistically, that's a little bit harder, I suppose. But um, this is hard because many of these things are out of your control. And uh, Mm -hmm. I salute everybody who made it to the first round of the regular season. DLP engages them with a few of the the questions that we've come to expect. What was it like to meet Joey? Jess gets first responder here. She loads a love level one. He gives me butterflies. DLP goes right to Lauren with a million dollar question about dating the same guy as her sister. They explain, yes, that happened. There was a little bit of overlap, but they're different people. They don't mind coming in together. DLP then asks Leah about the play of the game uh, from last week, the card burning. And she says the night ended with something, or sorry, DLP says the night ended with something far more valuable. You got the fimp. Open gameplay acknowledgement. Mm. The FIMP is a more valuable reward than this card. Leah says it was validating. She didn't see all of this as a game. And I just wrote exactly what a high-level player should and would say to maintain the illusion of 4TRR. Hats off to you, Leah. Great little play here. She said, uh, DLP says there's going to be three dates, two group dates, one incredibly romantic one-on-one date. As always, there's going to be roses up for grabs at each date. Wish you luck. Hope to see you at next rose ceremony. Caitlin really wants to hear her name. Time with Joey is like gold. We got a time cop here. 
And group date one. If I may. When he announced if this. If I may. You may. So this, this is minutia. Look, I'm just going to tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of minutia in this one because a lot of important shit happened in this. I'm looking at a full transcript of every single word that was said. Oh, uh, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess that, that <laughs> settles that. God, we've now moved on to just no doing more. this from transcripts. Okay. Uh, always I'm surprised by the next layer down in the pit, but there are many, I suppose. Um, in many of the recent seasons of our beloved game, the vibe in this moment is somber. Terror, almost. You're going to have these group dates, and here's the first date card. Mm -hmm. Some of you might not even get a date. Yeah, all of that is is in there, but people are like dreading what might be on that date card or if they're on it or not. That has been the tone for the past three years of this show is terror and dread. Every time the host comes in, they make a joke about how it's bad that he's there and oh God, what torture are they going to put us through? Here, uh-uh-uh. Exactly the opposite. The players are ecstatic. They're jumping. They're cheering. They're fucking literally cheering for the first date card. The show is fun again. This is exactly correct. I'm excited to see who's on this fucking date card. I'm not scared. I don't. It's not that I don't care. Like in some of the prior seasons, most recent seasons, when they're all scared of it, you're like, fuck, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see them have to go do some shit they fucking hate here. No. Oh, I, it just pumps you up. It pumps you up. They're excited. I'm excited. That's that's the show. That's what that screen is in front of you. It's a mirror. Whatever's on that is in my head. Make them happy and I'll be happy too. That's it. That's how you do it. Ma'am? Yeah. Hey, that's a minutia. You can't ma'am me. Ma'aming and windizing is minutia alarm in my opinion. <laughs> Wendy's <laughs> Wendy's me. Wendy's. I'm going to Wendy's you. Uh, they play wedding music and circus music. I can't wait because I know it's going to be a wedding themed yeah. group date, which I love. Same. Certain people disagree on that. Um, I'm talking about two black girls, one rose. Uh, we see they're going to pick out their own dresses. Okay. They're not going to be assigned to some nightmare, ugly outfit with some of them being like, Dead bride, you know, while the rest are like glamorous. Yeah. Um, Rachel plays an IFI here while they're picking out the dresses, falls to the floor. Love this. Look, this whole thing, when it's first announced, and you can't walk down the aisle in just anything, and you're, you're the one, by the way, who has the transcript, yet I have taken verbatim notes on almost the entire thing. I almost wrote a transcript, basically. I know, I know. You're like, is this where we're at transcript? I'm like, I mean, I think you're past that. Yeah, I'm like the transcript isn't even as detailed as the notes I took, yeah. if that's possible. <laughs> I put right. notes in the transcript. <laughs> <laughs> so, DOP says you can't walk down the aisle in just anything in your special day. Head to the other room, pick out your outfits. They're all jumping up and down and screaming. I love this. It's a pretty woman date for all of them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You're not making a fool of any of these players. They are excited. They are happy. They sprint into that other room like it's a fucking game show because they're happy to be doing this because it's a fun thing. It's so well done. Autumn then says, they're, she's not on the script date. She's just reacting to what she's watching. She's reacting to their excitement, saying they're literally picking out their dresses and Autumn delivers my face play of the game. There were many face plays in this game that could have taken this award. What I liked about this one is that it was 
it was a reaction just to uh, genuinely wishing she was doing what these other players were doing. That looks mm. so fun. That to me is like the tone of the show now. Keep it fun. Let me see these people like, oh my God, they're getting to do that. She gives us full mouth aperture. Eye aperture is maybe 75%, I would say. But it, and it's a, it's a beautifully uh, shot image. It's a painting. This is a portrait of her doing an iconic face play at this moment when you can almost just feel the gears shift. Oh yeah, the show is fucking good again. At least to me. This is how it felt. That mouth aperture, that's 110%. <laughs> well, I don't know. We, we need to see some more from her to gauge it. But Otto's face play is, is out of control. I know. The face play in this whole episode, it was hard to hard to pick. I agree. Um, We see Daisy ITMs. I wish I was on a date with Joey, but isn't it bad luck to see someone in a wedding dress before you get married? Interesting. Mm. Uh. We see them all compliment each other. Maria says, I feel like I look like that 80-year-old mom that goes to all the weddings and gets drunk and hits on young men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little foreshadowing. So that's some golden talk. We also see um, yeah. Evelyn here. Th this whole thing is cut very well. It's frenetic. It's exciting. It's fun. We even then see Evelyn say literally verbatim on camera in the document, I'm so happy. A player in the document <laughs> just saying she's happy. If you watch Paradise, it's the exact opposite. Oh my God, I hate being here. This is terrible. I'm not having any this fun. They're hell. torturing us. This is what you do. You have your players literally say, this is so fun. I'm so happy. What a great time. I love being here. And then we're happy when we watch it and we wish we were there with them. This is it. This is how you do a TV show. It's so good. It's so well done. Because that little choice is like, it's, it's potentially meaningless in the mind of somebody who has made like dozens of these uh, seasons of the show and shit, but it's like to include it, to have an editor put it in there, to have a producer say, I like that line, cut that in. That's the right choice. It's so good. Even on these little things, the, you talk about minutia, maybe I'm the only person noticing this. I don't care. Like I know that somebody made the decision to put that in this show and they did it for a reason. And it was, I hate to say it for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? It's so for TRR. It's yeah. so for TRR. You can feel the people who are making the show like the show. Maybe they love the show. Maybe they're falling in love with the show. They're definitely putting effort in. Maybe they're in love with the show. I see it. Yeah. Um. Part of that is that they don't get shoved into some van that we don't see. They take limos. Yes. They're drinking champagne. They're making fun videos to camera about yes. what they're going to say to their future husband and... um. Maria says, I miss my dad. Mm. And this starts off Lauren uh, explaining her PTC that her father passed away recently. So realizing that it's going to be a wedding and her dad won't be there, hit her hard. She loads this PTC, produces tears. Yeah. I didn't know if this was a high level player, if it was like, um, you know, really kind of happening to her if the emotions of the situation are getting the best of her. I think that may be what happened. We know what happens to her ultimately in this show. This is a tough mm -hmm. situation to be in because you have to remember too as a player, a lot goes into this. You're putting multiple multiple months of your life on hold, uh, job, family, whatever situations you have going on outside of this, you have to say for two months, not only will I not be doing my job, I can't talk to you. I won't even have a cell phone. Like I'm going to disappear for two months. You have to make all those arrangements with whatever that means for your life. 
You have to buy all these clothes that you're going to take in. You have to anticipate, oh my God, I could come out of this. I could be an influencer. I could maybe get married or engaged at least. Maybe I'll be the next bachelorette. All that shit's going through your head for two or three months leading into this. And now it's to this point where it's like you've survived night one and it's the next day. And now you have to go on this group date and you haven't, you've got like an hour of sleep. It's like, it's brutal uh, to have a first group date like this. And you were born after Y2K and you've never been away from your phone for more than one hour. (laughs) Exactly. It's just brutal. I think the first group date, when they set it up like this, where it's uh, the first date you see after night one is a group date, psychologically, I think that's one of the most brutal group dates to go on because you're just spent. You're just fucking spent. Everything that you've built up for however many months, night one happens and it just all fucking goes out. And so then the next day, you're just depleted of everything, you know? And now it's like, now go fucking put on a wedding dress and and battle each other in a paint war. What? (laughs) I don't think I could do that right now. I'm very sorry. We see that they're at this beautiful hummingbird location. Joey's feeling great. Uh, And Lauren is, meanwhile, ITMing. I'm going to deal with my feelings before I dump this shit on him. Uh, We see... Joey says, it's fun to picture myself walking down the aisle. Uh, Joey does hugs with everyone. Uh, We see people talk about how they're envisioning their future. A lot of future casting here. Yeah. And Taylor ITMs, I don't know what we're doing, but if Jess steals my time again, like night one, I got claws under here, not afraid to use them. You know, I... I got to say, I thought Taylor was going to make it further than this. I thought she was doing a good job of being just kind of like a producer villain, whatever you need. I'll start a fucking mm-hmm. fight with somebody. I don't care. I thought she was doing a good job of it and they did not keep yeah. her around. So I wonder maybe if in the end she was like, look, I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't know. Look, I got all my bullying done <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> earlier in life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Portia 2 begins and Joey explains the group date. It's going to be a wedding reception group date. And all I'm thinking is, where in the hell is Franco LaCosta? When's he going to come out? And he never does. Justice for Franco. Of all the things in this episode, and this episode was great, near perfect, I would say the one thing they screwed up on here is not having Franco at this event. You don't even have to make it a thing about who takes the best picture. Just have him taking your pictures so you can give us those graphics of some of his pictures flying up on screen and shit, you know. I just like him at these events. I like him there. That's a piece of like maybe too deep legacy for a regular audience, but like mm-hmm. <laughs> not for us, obviously, you know, maybe too deep. I don't know. We're at <laughs> We're 20 minutes in portion two. Uh, <laughs> in the Franco uh, Lacosta pit. <laughs> I do believe that Franco should be there. Me too. And instead, instead of that, we get a wedding reception that's filled with civilians. And these civilians were my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week, 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 it's like a mass chase rice. Mass chase rice. I mean, yeah, that's what you really want. <laughs> that would have been incredible. Just something to chew on if you're listening. <laughs> something to chew on. DLP is Joey's best man and MC. 
and introduces all of the wives, very sister wives. Mm. Um, Joey does a fun little dance, and DLP says, y'all look like brides to me, but there's only going to be one real bride who shares a romantic first date dance with Joey. <laughs> this <laughs> seemed like a fake. I know. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, but yeah. Uh, I know. And there's a special guest star joining us. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, it's a, a play for time here official and uh, a special guest star. Now, we know usually when they say special guest star, and we're going to get to who that is, but we know uh, what that usually means. Some ABC or Disney recording artist that, you know, we don't know who the hell it is, but they got to act mm -hmm. like it's their favorite musician. We know that's usually what it is. Just keep that in mind. So mm -hmm. they all have to do these wedding reception activities and uh, Evelyn ITMs that she's going to go all in if this is a competition. And then we see what that actually means as we continue the scene. <laughs> a lot of players will say shit like that in their ITMs. Uh, we don't get to see quite an example of it uh, as we did in no, this date. never seen anything like this in my whole entire life. <laughs> uh, so DLP says, it's time to take your seats. They're playing the bridal musical chairs. And the players are, are taking off their shoes to get ready for it. Like, they're getting down and dirty. They're treating this shit like, fuck it. I'm going to get this goddamn chair. The players start walking around. They're trying to get the seat next to him. Evelyn ITMs again. She's going to do whatever it takes to get this seat. <laughs> and she's not kidding. The music stops. And then she does something that is a mix of a full Olympic hurdle and a WWE elbow drop, just kind of like launching over the table, crashing down through it. And we get... Uh, a series of face plays. Look, this was almost my play of the game. Same. I wrote play of the game here. As did I. We get a face play from Joey. Full mouth aperture. Has no idea. I cannot comprehend yeah. what he has just seen from Evelyn. And it was my... Face play of the game. Mm. DOP also gave one that had not only full eye and mouth aperture, but he was like putting his fists to his temples. Like, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> like he was so befuddled by what he was seeing that he had to brace his he, own he mind. He was having football flashbacks. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, not only that. They should have given her the win. Evelyn apologizes to, to some people. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me try and regain my <laughs> balance. So funny. Maria ITMs that she couldn't even process what was, hap what was happening, but she has to give it to Evelyn. So already we're seeing how they're presenting it. Evelyn did this thing in a prior season. You're a fool. Get the fuck out of here. Here, you have another high level player. Acknowledge the potency of this play in the game. Mm -hmm. Hats off. Then they replay the fucking jump. And enjoy things for comedic value, you know? Not only comedic value, but but an acknowledgement that this is a competition. And she went harder than anybody else. Acknowledging that is a mm -hmm. form of subtle open gameplay acknowledgement, in my opinion. Mm. Then the, the show... Are you saying you coached Maria? I'm not saying I coached anyone. I'm mm. simply saying what how they're presenting the game is different. I'm saying that the show is choosing to cut in these different lines, and then they do something here... They replay the jump a couple of times in slow motion. They themselves are making it a sports highlight in the, the show. I loved it. We are a razor's edge away from hosting a group date Huju competition clues. It's possible. It's possible. Get out your sunscreen 
Oh, no. <laughs> Sunscreen. I'm going to show up head to toe in a black outfit with sunglasses on. You won't be able to see an inch of my skin. <laughs> if it's in the day, that's how it's got to be. I'm very sorry. Look, Clues is willing to wear that tie. Yeah. No, I want something like fucking Alan Cumming wears. A giant fucking wide-brimmed hat. You get me some shit like that. If I'm going to do your group date, that's my only stipulation. I want a ball gown. I want a Dark Lord Cumming style outfit. Period. I want a Bridgerton ball gown mm. and a lot of jewels. Jewels that weigh me down and give me back problems. <laughs> like the kind of clues right. were to the ball. <laughs> so despite Evelyn's best efforts, it's Lauren and Maria who get the chairs next to Joey. Evelyn ITMs that she didn't get to sit, ne sit next to him, but she made herself be seen indeed. Uh, completely correct. It's a stellar play. And I think, um, like I said, I think producers of yore would have turned this into a full edit, but they did not do this. They would have put a black box on her butt like they did with that woman who was super competitive. Yeah, exactly. They would have done something like that. And it's like, it's presented as a legitimate play. It is celebrated. It is given the time necessary for what it was. And I, I just have to say to the producers, this is a good turn. It makes it so much more fun when you don't make fun of players for doing like big stunt shit. When you celebrate it, you're going to get more players doing big stunt shit. It's like rewarding them in the cut. I'm telling mm. you, it's it's going to be very good if this continues. If this trend continues moving into the future, we are going to see the wildest shit we have ever seen in Bachelor history. Somebody just jumped over a fucking table and did an elbow drop on the table in a bride outfit and they lauded it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. God, neither could I. I loved it. Felt like Colton Underwood. I loved it. Um, We see Maria get one-on-one -on -one time and she reveals a family business that, I'm sorry, we got someone who grew up on a Christmas tree farm and now we have someone whose father owns a sprinkles company. What are these My Little Pony jobs everyone has? This is brilliant. I don't know if these are real. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. I don't care. It's putting in this tone that's like a Hallmark movie or something. These are jobs that like the, the female main characters sometimes have in those types of movies. Like uh, my uncle, uh, you know, passed away and I inherited his Christmas tree farm in a small town. Now I've got to leave New York City to handle his affairs and I'm going to sell the Christmas tree farm. But oh my God, the local guy who runs the town Gazette is so hot. Oh, and he bakes gingerbread cookies. And then she decides to stay in the small town and the big city life was never for her anyway. And she now sells Christmas trees. That's what it invokes for me. I'm sorry. That's what it does. No, it does for me too. I'm like, these are so funny to me. It also yes. is, it makes you think they're straight to hometowns. You're like, we're going to see that Christmas tree farm. Absolutely. Are we going to see the Sprinkles Company? The Sprinkles Company is Corinna Olympios's dad making olives. Wonka. Yes. It's the same thing. We need to see those sprinkles. Very evocative of Olympios. This whole episode. You don't cut in the sprinkle line unless we're going to see the sprinkle line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know how we get those sprinkles so small? Hmm. Sharp knives that we also can use against boyfriends of our daughters. Who <laughs> step, step out of line? That's the dad throwing down the dad gauntlet. And he's smoking a cigar. And then he just like, carves up the cigar with a knife 
and yeah. sprinkles. He's got Joey standing over a giant vat of sprinkles with a big metal arm, like stirring them. And then he pretends <laughs> he's going to like push him in. And he's like, oh, I got you. I wouldn't do that unless I had to. You get what I'm saying? You break my little <laughs> like girl's heart to go in the sprinkle Wonka. machine. It's <laughs> like an episode of Fargo. Anyway, um, continuing portion two, uh, we get a bunch of quick pops of Joey doing these different wedding things with everyone. We get Erica get does this little speech that seems to go well. She gets some nice food play here too. Put some frosting on his nose. Really surprised by her elimination, um, to be honest. I know. I thought she was going to be the next Bachelorette. I thought for sure she'd wind up on a a uh, dancing group date. Thought for sure. Anyway. She must have crossed the wrong person. I know. Joey ITMs that he's starting to build connections. It's getting more real for him. We then cut to Lauren. She's isolated. She ITMs not being able to get <laughs> in a fun mindset. Maria STCOs her again. We get here a picture of her uh, dad and sister, and she ITMs that it's put her in a weird vibe, and it makes it hard to get anything. Maria, again, STCOs her, says uh, it's not a joke. You have a reason that you're uncomfortable here. You can do whatever you want. Take a breather. Good STCO play here. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't anticipate what was going to happen to Maria's STCO game just evaporating later in this game, but here she's doing it well. She used it all up. Lauren says she's going to go back to the table. Drain the empathy. And get a, get a margarita. That's how she's going to deal with this. And then she ITMs, maybe a cupcake will help. That was kind of funny to me. And then we get Joey and Jess in some one-on-one time. They discover they're both left-handed as they feed each other cupcakes. And uh, just as knives are brought to glasses, the cacophony of tings here, urging them to kiss, kiss, kiss. And indeed, uh, Taylor gives a thumbs down to the proceedings. Shit talks uh, Jess behind her back a little, saying the Southern thing's not working. Rachel, uh, but she gets this kiss. Jess does. Now, it's important to notice. I thought this was going to be my error. Taylor chanting tomato. Oh, I agree. I thought it was going to be two, but obviously something much uh, worse oh, happened to a player yes. of their own volition. <laughs> but it's important to notice these knives being brought to glasses here. This is all of our bystanders, all Pace Cases bystanders. These okay. are, the producers tell them all exactly what to do and when to do it. So the producers put Jess in this one-on-one -on -one time. All, the order of them getting to talk to each other is all producer handled. They put Jess in this one-on-one -on -one time and then they want to piss off uh, Taylor even more. So they get all the people in the place. Ting, 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 ting. Kiss, kiss, kiss her, kiss her. The producers have, have made them do this. It gets the kiss. Taylor's there to watch it. This is how they build rivalries. And it's done very well here mm -hmm. because it seems it's like one step removed from producers. It's not like, oh, here's a thing of champagne just sitting here. It's like, no, these people like want to see it. It feels a little more real, the kiss, you know? We obviously know it's not. We know this, mm -hmm. this is staged, but it's like one step removed. They've hidden their hand in it a little bit better. And I loved it. It's great. I mean, they obviously have targeted Taylor as yeah. <laughs> the person they can grind her gears. We see Rachel being really for TRR. She and Joey walk around and like seem to have a little chemistry. She gives this speech uh, where she says loads. She loads love level three. And then she says, I fell for him because of his beautiful mind, clues, just like yes. you. Thank you. And his kind heart. That's me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a public love level three for Rachel. Yes. Good play. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 
So public love level. Th- Wait, she does a public love level three. Yeah, in the toast. Oh, I, I, well, I guess we have to take it. I mean, that was obviously a a Luke Parker. Uh, it wasn't real. She was like doing it from the perspective of their real mm, wedding. You know what she would yeah, say if they were really yeah, getting married. I guess. She's going to have to replay it at some point. And I think this is actually, if she gets to that point, this is actually a good thing to to reference. You know what that thing. Mm, weaving. Smart. I was just kind of like, I was acting like we were getting married, but the truth is I really have fallen in love with you. This is a, a real love level three. Yeah. I think she'll have that in her back pocket if she wants love it. Love it. Um, DLP asks him who's going to get this this first dance, the spotlight dance. Rachel does some good uh, face play here and te- an anticipatory teeth gritting. Evelyn ITMs wanting the first date because it might also have a kiss. So we already are anticipating that now. Very good editing here. Just ITMs that yes, it would be romantic. Rachel ITMs nervousness about the lack of intimacy in their one-on-one time. They cliffhang us on who he's going to choose. Uh, and I just wrote so far a very well-made group date portion. I'm missing La Costa, but that's the only thing I can even say. And he wasn't necessary for this. That's just my personal preference. And the civilians all should have been skeletons, but yes. Then I get, <laughs> they probably would have been harder to wrangle to do the kiss demands. <laughs> yeah. That's called a skeleton army. We start the next portion and Rachel gets that group day win. Gets that very special first dance with Joey. And here to perform for the two of you is legendary music performer and Grammy winner. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one and only Michael Bolton. And that was it. Who is Michael Bolton? Huh? I was just kidding. I had to literally pause my TV uh, when this happened. I was like, I, what? They started the season with Billie Eilish. Now their first musical guest is Michael Bolton. Look, we know what happens on Daisy's uh, one-on-one with the musical guest. It's not quite Bolton level. So they did notch down. But Bolton... Mm, um, Who was that? Bahama? Yeah, Bahamas. I tried to find Bahamas. I, I couldn't even find them online. Bahamas isn't real? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I, I think it is. I just couldn't find the Instagram. I think it was my own um, unwillingness to continue searching for more than 30 seconds uh, <laughs> on finding the Bahamas. Michael Bolton. They had, a, they had a line, who's Mrs. Robinson in True Detective this week, which was the best line of the episode. Interesting. Uh, that's what I was doing an allusion to. Oh, I see. I didn't get it. I haven't seen the episode yet. Rachel and Joey dance and they make out. Hang on a minute, though. Bolton. We, ha- we have to talk about Bolton. Oh, sorry. Bolton. How many followers? I don't know how many followers, but he's sold over 75 million records globally, and he is in the top 100 artists, top 100 best-selling artists, musical artists of all time of humanity. Whoa. He is a giant music star. And yes, he's a little bit older now. He's certainly past his prime. But this, to me, was acknowledging, once again, The Bachelor is the Cadillac of these shows. This is putting it back on that pedestal of like, mm-hmm. yeah, Love is Blind has what it has and this has what it has, but nobody has fucking Michael Bolton. Nobody has 20 plus years of legacy. Nobody ha- can carry this kind of weight, you know? It just, to me, put it back in that category. This Michael Bolton is like a, a Dick Clark kind of character, just like somebody who has perpetually been part of media. Um, it was fantastic. 275... Okay, followers. Oh, wow. That's interesting. New album out, Spark of Light in July. Yeah. He's seen bigger eras in his career and they were all pre-social media. But um, 
still a giant get, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they're spending some money. I love this. We're relaunching the franchise. Yeah. Um, we were talking with Justin and Natasha uh, just about the ratings of Joey's season being so good. And I was like, this to me yeah. completely seems like it's because of Golden Bachelor reigniting an interest in the whole franchise. But the good news is they learned shit from Golden Bachelor. They learned like make don't make your players fight each other really. Make the fights kind of funny and not that malicious and like yeah. keep the whole thing fun. Make us like all of these people and we're going to watch the whole fucking season. It's it's like it's a better dramatic um kind of dilemma for your viewer, for your audience to like everyone and want them all to do good. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh fuck, oh she got kicked off. Oh no, not her. Oh my god, not her. Yeah. You feel that every time. You know, all the way up until, oh shit, another one that I really loved won the whole thing. Oh my God. That's how to how to sustain like long-term viewing. That's how sports works. Yeah, exactly. Fans. Exactly. Uh, we, everyone is jealous while they're having this special song. <laughs> Someone says that they're not looking at them kissing. I was looking at old Michael. <laughs> his voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Lauren, we learn Lauren is the only person that turtles. We go to the group date after party. Joey does a little toast to everyone. And we re-hit Lauren's PTC and her ITMs. And she wants to talk to him tonight because of how she was today. But Maria gets the first responder. Love this. Mm -hmm. A very Olympiosian goes for it right away. And... Joey is super attractive, but wants to uncover more about her. And indeed he does. Maria's one-on-one, -on -one, you know, they basically, they love level one. And Maria then does something that like, <laughs> I feel like there's like 20 things in this episode that would have been my play of the game in any other episode. Yeah, I agree. She says, ah, this dress is not comfortable. I'm going to go slip into something more comfortable goes and does a costume change and they play sex music as she comes out in her underwear unbelievable this is done during not just during the after party literally in the middle of her one-on-one -on -one time with him so all of this is uh orchestrated with the help of producers all mm -hmm. of it they have decided when she's going to go sit down with him that she will then get up, say this line, get up, go change, and come back. This is all a scripted scene. She acts it very well, I think. Um, yes. And it's also fascinating. I don't know whose idea this was. It might have been hers. And if she has a good third audience game, they'll be like, yeah, fuck, let's do this. It might have been theirs. It might have been their suggestion. Although I tend to think it was hers. Mm. That's, that's where I think the decision was made. And then she's able to work with the third audience to such a degree that they help her do this. It's a huge play. It's such specialized treatment. And that isn't like lost on Joey. He now knows the producers like her because they're letting her do this. Mm -hmm. He knows how this shit is made. He's at the center of it. Oh, he definitely knows who they want him to be with the most. Yeah. I love this play. Joey totally forgets what he was talking about. They make out. And uh, something so good about this play is that she goes and joins the women and they're all doing over-the-top things, but mm -hmm. seeing her in that outfit is just like, you know everything that happened, basically. You're like, yeah. okay, well, they definitely are making it. 
Absolutely. And the other players are like, uh, or Erica, at least <laughs> everybody's just kind of sitting there looking at each other like, uh, is anybody going to talk about how she's wearing a different fucking outfit <laughs> in lingerie? Yeah. <laughs> that she was like 20 minutes ago. And Erica finally is like, so, uh, why'd you change? And she's like, oh, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's yep. it. Just couldn't breathe. All right. They kind of accept this, but not really. Rachel ITMs that this is something she'd never do, but we're all different, she says, avoiding you know, saying anything too bad. <laughs> and uh, we're getting a little bit of second audience backlash, but not, not horrible. And Rachel ITMs that it's stressful and they all need to bring it. Open gameplay speech here. And we go into portion four. Still on the group, group date. We're starting portion four. We haven't cut back to the house once. I did not notice that that they stopped doing that, but I really like that. Oh my God. We, we've talked about it on this very program. The presentation of it, how to edit this show properly to build mm-hmm. in narratives and conclude them and have them lead to the next ones. And th- we've said things exactly like this. Don't cut up the group date to go back to the house and show us the yeah. group date card. I don't care. That's a fresh story. Start it there. Start it with the group date card. They almost do it. They almost get to the end of the group date before we see it. But, uh, Portion four. Yeah, you're not cutting back to someone who's not on the date, their storyline in the middle of this other date that they're not on. Exactly. You should look at The Bachelor. Basically, like a regular season game is like four little TV shows. It's the first group date, the one, or it's either the first group date or the first one-on-one, the first group date or the first one-on-one, and then the second group date or second one-on-one. However they arrange it. Those are different mathematically per season. But you know what I mean? It's the three dates. Those are each a little TV show. But how many different arrangements are there? Um, Each of the dates is its own little show. And then the cocktail party and the rose ceremony is its own show. That's how every episode two should be presented in that order. And you use them to lead into each other. So that if you build up a rivalry with somebody, now one of them is going on the one-on-one date. Or if you build up a rivalry in the group date, now they've got to go head-to-head, whatever. However it is, there are a bunch of ways to mix that. But the way it's presented here is just, it's fucking perfect. They're doing it right. And it is so good. It's such a good season uh, because of it, in my opinion. So I agree. This might have been the best episode. Absolutely. I guess there's only been two. I mean, this is my favorite episode of the franchise (laughs) of all time. For obvious reasons. We shall get to it. Uh, we shall get to it. So we're still on the group date. Haven't come back to the mansion. And we get this one-on-one time with Kelsey T and Joey. He calls her his rock. That's a good on paper in my books. Uh, we get a kiss here. We see the other woman talk to Jess about her being in her head and getting some comments she didn't like. She heard people talking about her. Uh, she was kissing Joey on the, the day portion of this. And she feels like she gets highs and then gets brought back down. Taylor admits to giving the kiss a thumbs down. And we get a little bit of a, they're tempting a rivalry here. It doesn't seem to quite be sticking in my opinion. Just ITMs that she's been struggling and the thumbs down reminded her of her past relationship. She's loading this PTC and things uh, she went through having this connection and then having it taking away from her. And then we get Jess's time with Joey at the after party. She plays this heartbreak PTC that she had loaded in the previous scene. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons... They've earned the SkinSafe seal of approval. 
you got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is flying by. We're almost halfway through it. Now, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of this year. A lot of them related to gore. We've had some great interviews. We're kicking it up a level to get on YouTube. We're really taking it to the next place. But there's still a lot that I would like to accomplish this year. And when life is moving fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and to make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and then set achievable goals for the next six months so that you get all those things done that you want to get done. Lizzie talks about all the time how beneficial therapy has been for her. My friend Will on my other podcast talks about it all the time, and I agree. It is very good. It's a great tool to be able to talk things out in your life with somebody else who can set you on the right path to getting all those goals accomplished. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. In and says, I didn't want to bring this up so soon. And she produces tears, very 4TRR. Been through a lot in past relationships. 
uh, last relationship was three years and there was infidelity a lot on his side. So it brought me back myself back from that low place. Um, and I felt the connection with you and to have people be like, well, you should just chill. It sucks. So this is love level one. And he's like, yeah, I could see how that would trigger your past. Opening up is hard. Uh, I was in a relationship where I felt like I was changing myself a lot to make them happy. So a mirror heartbreak PTC from Joey. Yeah. Which is, this is just excellent, excellent play that I know. Jess is doing here. I wrote play of the game. I, I wrote that so many times in this episode. <laughs> I was just like, what? What? Yeah. What? It just kept going crazier and crazier. I couldn't fucking believe it. In any normal game in the past three or four years even, this wins yeah. your whole fucking game. Here, it's like a blip. I, I don't, like, it may be one of the weakest of the best plays, you know? Maria's costume change. Evelyn's hop over the table. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get into it. Jess uh, does some kiss play here. He Joey has zero doubts. And we see, we cut back to the house and there is door knocking, incredible face plays in reaction. And it's going to be that one-on-one -on -one card. Who is it? Daisy. I want a love that hits all the right notes. Heart Joey. Yeah. And I will, and Daisy ITMs, how she's excited and everything. And all the players basically support her uh, in this kind of like golden bachelor tonality folded into this game. This is, by the way, the first time that we cut back to the, the group at the house. I would. This is the only thing I would have changed about this episode, really. I would have not done this. I would have loaded this at the top of the next mm. portion so that you're, you're in that coherent story from beginning to end. Let me see Daisy get the date card. Let me see her go on the date. Let me see if she gets the rose. That You already have your beginning, middle, end. Don't cut off the beginning so that we're, we're now like in two places at once. And uh, it just it doesn't work as well. Some people may not care. I care a great deal. <laughs> this is the pit. This is the fucking pit. When I'm re-editing the fucking show in my head. I, it's not showing. It's not showing. That's the pit. Daisy then plays her PTC about her hearing loss to the rest of the players and uh, is going to talk about it on the date. So we are going to look forward to that storyline. Back on the group date after party, uh, Lauren is talking about her negative emotions. Didn't want to bring it up today. The way to my dad. Uh, I didn't want to project my feelings on him. Your wedding is supposed to be the happiest day of your life. As if this is Joey's real wedding. <laughs> um, and so while she is in this ITM, Joey grabs her and she says today has been hard putting on a wedding dress. Uh, my dad's not going to be there for my wedding. So she plays this death of father PTC produces tears. And she, she says the father daughter dance, all that stuff. Grief's not linear comes in waves and it made me shut down. And Joey's sad that she had to go through all of that. He wishes he could have made her feel more comfortable in the moment. He also does a little bit of a uh, wet thumb play here. You'll notice Grazi's go-to when he sees tear play on a player sitting across from him is to wipe the tear with his thumb. He did it, I believe, three times in this episode. I believe that's going to be one of his hallmarks. We're going to watch this man wipe tears with thumb, a.k.a. the wet thumb. Um, a.k.a. the wet thumb. Maybe a dozen more times this season. Maybe more. He did it three times in episode two. He doesn't want anything, any obstacles get in the way of his gaze play. 
away from away. <laughs> He's got to have his full power. <laughs> He's clearing their vision so that they can accurately be hypnotized. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, anyway, Lauren plays kind of the sabbatical, uh, basically saying that she wouldn't have stayed here if she didn't have the connection with him because she's grieving. Uh, and Joey is happy that she opened up and, oh my gosh, (laughs) we're about to get the group date rose right after that PTC is played Mm. and Joey gives it to Jess. Mm. They're trying to drive Lauren off the edge. They're trying to drive Jess off the edge. Yeah. I mean, mean, yeah. Um, Lauren and Taylor. Yes. Um, and it works here, obviously. I mean, we know what happens to Lauren, but this group date rose is designed specifically to make her lose her shit. And I think it went too far with her because she would have been an interesting player to keep in the game. The longer her and her sister are in the game together, I, I think the, the more weird stuff you're going to get out of it. I think they got the, the producers pushed a little too hard on Lauren, I think. And uh, they got rid of somebody who could have been very entertaining this season, in my opinion. I definitely thought she would have gone at least a couple more rounds. Um, we see uh, the next portion. Daisy's pondering on a balcony. She's going to have her first one-on-one. She has some insecurities uh, about telling this story to him. She wants people to see her as this happy, bubbly person. And we cut to her showing her date dress to the other girls. And she does this twirl. Uh, but... Joey is genuine. So, and she brings up how the first night was tough because she had sensory over overload and she's never told a guy about her implant yet. Uh, so she is loading this night one PTC here. Daisy keeps thanking Joey for bringing her on this date. It's a get to the chopper. Uh, she's worried she's going to be able to hear him in it. So we have these small walls associated with the hearing loss PTC mm. that we keep hitting again and again, which makes you so invested in Daisy's story here. Yeah, She is incredible. She does not feel like a real human being to me. I think, hear me out, I think she was cast to be the next Bachelorette. The music they put under this, oh. the fact she's getting the first date, it's a get to the chopper date, it's a, a public music performance date. Like these are are big things reserved for high level players. And I don't, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the rest of the season and what could come about with the fourth audience reaction to any of these players as they progress through the season. That that is a big component of how they choose who they choose for the next crown. But I think their intent is to put that crown on her head. She is. To me, she's crown or ring winner, whichever one she wants. Uh, it is feeling that way. Um, I agree. She's just, she's an incredible player. I'm so grateful for this season. I agree. Uh, they do the get to the chopper over the PCH. She can hear him, so she's happy. They make out. And they're going to this music festival. All I'm thinking of is Chase Rice. Do you know what this thing is? No. I don't either. What was it called? Did they name it? They probably did. <laughs> they did. Uh, hang on a minute. They land and they head to Beach Life Ranch, a music festival with all access passes. Beach Life Ranch. This is basically like a mini stagecoach. I did a little bit of poking around to this and it's perfect. They're now absorbing the 
music festivals that all the players go to in the off season. The best country music festival in California. Oh, um, yeah, my headphones keep cutting you out a little bit. Uh, anyway, they have now absorbed Stagecoach kind of into the show itself. They're making it not only a part of the uh, extended kind of Bachelor universe when we watch everybody go to these things online on their social media. It's now literally in the document. This is such a good idea. We should go to this music festival. It's close. South Bay. It, South it's Bay country LA. music? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought... Uh, she loves Joey's eye contact, his gaze play. They're playing these little carnival games. He gets her a hoodie. He's really excited about her energy. A day with his girlfriend. I just want to know more about who Daisy is. And he says, I picked you for the state because you love music just like me. And <laughs> she says... And he says, I don't know what you do. And she says, I'm transitioning out of doing software sales, a very bachelor career, and running my nonprofit full time. It helps empower kids, see what makes them different can be empowering. Uh, leaning into that, that's awesome. It's a passion project. And what she does here is masterful. Agreed. She is saving this story for the night portion. And it's a, she even says, I'm dancing around my my mm -hmm. implant um, because she's putting on a master class here. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't give this in the day portion. Correct. And I don't know if this is her decision or if producers have told her to hold this back, that we're going to shoot it in the night and that's when you're going to do it. Either way, it means she has an astute understanding of the game and is just doing this on her own or producers have designed a deep run for her and so they're telling her what to do to build the most dramatic story. Either way, this is incredible first audience game and third audience game. Brilliant. So good. Uh, they go to see Bahamas perform now. <laughs> but I'm guessing Bahamas is not her one night stand. <laughs> I literally wrote, did Daisy have a fling with Bahamas? I don't think so. We are in a new fucking era. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I wrote, Bahamas is her ex? Yeah. Uh, they dance on stage. Oh, uh, and they love that they do future casting about how this is just like how a date would be in real life, where they yeah. are going to get all access passes as some of the top influencers after the season is done. And they make out. He, uh, oh, she does this little play where they make out on stage and then she does a fist bump to the audience. Like she's like performing for not only Joey and, but the, the audience that's there and the fourth audience all at the same time. Yes. It's, are you not entertained? This is gladiatorial. Mm -hmm. She is on the champion's pedestal, listening to her adoring crowd, cheering her name. And yes, she gives us a champion's fist pump. Loved it. It's open yeah. gameplay, not even speech. It's just open gameplay. Thank you. Dinner portion. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to play this PTC. Today, he says he was nervous. Well, we were both nervous, uh, but I want to learn a little bit more. I want to hear more about your nonprofit and how that all started. Because you lit up when you're talking about it. Oh, Joey with the, the complos. Yeah, he's very good. He's a very good lead. For TRR King. 
Uh, and she plays this very long PTC, medical, hearing loss, Lyme disease, um, really, really seems very stressful. And Joey is very good at receiving this story. She thought she was never going to feel better, went to Germany to have treatment. And you probably noticed it a lot today that I like couldn't hear you, but it's going to be part of my life. And I want you to know that I need to see your face. So otherwise I can't understand what you're saying. And that's brilliant. And I was like, lighting the gaze play master, you have telling him you have to do even more gaze play. Telling him you have to look at me when we're in a group situation, potentially I'll be on a group date in the near future. You're looking at me. That's essentially what she said right here. All these other players are going to be here. They can hear you just fine. I need you to look at me. I need you to turn the gaze upon me in group mm -hmm. situations. She has just, in my opinion, laid the groundwork for one of the most dominant runs through this season we've ever seen because this is going to force little special moments between them whenever they're in group situations. It was brilliant. And I mean, true also, I assume, to, to go along with what she's saying. Like, it helps her to be able to understand what he's saying. But Jesus Christ, she just took his attention and put it yeah. right on <laughs> But the gameplay aspect, yeah. <laughs> the gameplay elements are, are like insane. I think you could only do something like this maybe with a PTC like this. This would have been my play of the game if not a once-in-a-lifetime thing happened in this episode. Yes, I agree. But he goes on and he asks her about her health. She's like, after the treatment that I had in Germany, everything's fine. And Joey ITMs that it takes a special person to go through all these challenges, turn it into a positive experience. She asks him. He says, you look healthy. And I'm like, you can't tell how healthy someone is by how they look. What do you look at me? How healthy am I? I mean, you're glowing. Extremely. <laughs> she asks him, did you know about the cochlear implant at all? And he's like, I didn't. She then shows it to him and talks about how it works. And then everybody reacts differently. Everybody sounded like a chipmunk to her at first. Then it started to get better. And she explains that it's always going to be a part of her. And he's like, that's impressive. You're wearing it with confidence. It inspires him, makes her seem more interesting and impressive. He wants to see where it goes. So not only is she doing this thing, we're getting literal uh, statements from the main character of the TV show you're watching saying that you're impressive, you're confident, you're inspiring, you're interesting. Ten times more attractive. Yes. And and now it's like, yep, we're all going to be real happy. And she goes, are you real? Yeah. She says, are you real? Mm. And we get some kisses here. He grabs that one-on-one -on -one rose. You know she's getting it after a PTC like this. They slow dance. They kiss. And Daisy ITM loads a love level three at the end of this portion. She can see herself falling in love with him. Powerful. I mean... <sighs> but masterful, perfectly played. Yeah. Incredible. This is a high-level season of play. I mean, yes. everybody here is like... They're doing shit that is like firing at all levels. It's unbelievable to be able to win a, a zero-pointer in a situation like this requires insane amounts of skill. Yeah. This I know we talk about season 24 as being the first professional era. I think we're really seeing like the next step of that now where everybody in here is trained. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, she is already an influencer. Um, we start the next portion with a giant lizard. Sitting right in front of Joey as he shirtless pushes some tires representing the lizard is masculinity showing mm. himself in the sun. And that's why this lizard was my. <laughs> Ooh. 
creature of the week. week, week, week. I, I almost made this loser my creature of the week. I had a note for it. I said, serpents hold a special place in our beloved game. And as wholesome as this season has been so far, we are reminded with this choice that this is still the bachelor and the devious evil is still here in the desert waiting and watching. Mm, I thought it was about the voluntary nudity play by Joey. Wait, you thought the, the naked lizard was, it was a it was mirror Joey. of Joey's nudeness? Yeah. Because, you know, like a lizard, like, lays in the sun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he puts a shirt back on, boo. That, why would they do that? They did another grunt pre-lap here, by the way. Oh, really? Season of grunts. You hear the sound of him grunting before we see him flipping the tire. All the players are excited to see him. And he says he's got friends who are helping him out with a boot camp. Who is it? Oh, Knock, knock. It's Legacy at the door. It's veteran and bachelor alumni Jubilee and mm. Demi Burnett. Thank you. Thank you. I loved this. This is what you need all the time. Demi is like, <laughs> whatever. Some people think she's overstayed her welcome or, or whatever. I fucking love Demi. Disagree. Can't get enough. <laughs> she's a, an incredibly important player in the history of the game and she has done things that no other player has i mean literally historic things that have not been replicated i'm talking about bachelor in paradise i'm talking about christian haggerty to have her lend her services here hosting the most pillow fights is absolutely brilliant and to bring back jubilee a player who was beloved on her season that went out way too early this is the franchise reaching back in time and saying you know what you didn't get what you were owed from this. Mm -hmm. Let's bring you back in. And like, this may not get you any followers or anything, but it just shows that like, we take care of our own. And once you're in the fucking bachelor family, you are going to get these opportunities again and again. Even if it was somebody like Jubilee, who just like got a fucking raw deal her season, in my opinion, yes. literally. And she wasn't on paradise for very long either. Yeah. I love seeing this. I, feel like it also just shows an appreciation for the fans because it could yes. this could have been some special forces person or whatever but the people if you know you know i weigh yes. whatever i y k you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and yeah. they're so cute and i love this and i'm like <laughs> yeah demi's hosting it because she's done i guess group dates jubilee was actually in the army yeah. Um, this to me is like how you should do the kind of guest uh, spots. I know that there's some like contractual shit. You're beholden to certain record labels to like promote one of their up and coming artists or whatever, like Bahamas basically, right? I don't, again, no shade on Bahamas. He's great. I don't know who he is. And I think a lot of people are probably in that camp. When you have the option of like bringing in a guest that is not contractually obligated, mm -hmm. it's either got to be Michael Bolton, somebody big, or... Somebody from the franchise. Yeah. I think those are your options. And they did it great here, I thought. I agree. Uh, they do do this little bit with Demi where they make her like fake put on like makeup during this. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think that that really worked. It was a little paradisey for me. You don't need it. What I would have liked to see is Demi competing with Joey hitting on the women, but whatever. Oh, interesting. Uh, we see them doing all of these like squats and and stuff and we see that it they're gonna have a 
competition, ultimate paint battle to capture Joey's heart, and it will be a play for <laughs> time. You're playing for a chance to spend extra time with Joey tonight. Now I see that wording. I'm like, oh, tricky. Yeah. And it's a brilliant group date. They're doing something again here. With the, the one-on-one date, they're alluding to Stagecoach, which is a part of Bachelor World now. Not the official document, but it's part of the nation for sure. It's an important event. Now what are they doing? They're alluding to special forces. This is a very special forces kind of date. I'm talking about world's toughest test, special forces. Ah, yes. Yes. Two bachelor players, or three bachelor players technically, have won the first two seasons of that American version of that show. Hannah Brown won season one, co-won it with an Olympic skier, I forget who, and this most recent season, Vial and and, uh, TC. Tyler Cameron co-won it with an Olympic um, gold medalist as well. I think they're giving a nod here. They're basically too many winners putting these other reality shows on blast. Interesting. I, like I think that. I didn't quite follow it. I guess this is couch. So I don't, I don't know what the paints role in this was. I guess that's tagging someone. Yeah. This was the only bad thing about this group date is the paint seemed arbitrary. It seemed like just for them to make a mess. There was no functionality of it in the game. Like if you were running to get the heart and somebody hit you with a thing of paint, you just kept running. Yeah. It wasn't like you're out, you're out. They should have made this, in my opinion, legit paintball. I th- Yeah, I thought they should have been, you know, you go to the jail thing when you get hit. Yeah. Um, But we see that Edwina is stepping up and she gets that first heart immediately. She's got the competitive spirit. If I may, something very important happens at the beginning of this. Uh-huh. I told you there was going to be minutia, but I don't care. It's important. Uh-huh. They cut to a piece of stock footage to introduce this game. It's three mm. vultures sitting on a tree with the word rules superimposed over it. We have long said when they do these little game things, you can't follow it. The way that they shoot it and present it is like, you don't know who's on what team. You don't know how the fucking games, you have no idea what the fuck is happening most of the time here. You can't see who anyone is. Yes. They don't have their names on their shirt. Exactly. So here, uh, they make these little things, which I, for one loved the buzzards, uh, were not my creature of the week, but one of the, the creatures they used in these round cards was my creature of the week. We'll get to it. Um, I loved it. Was it the tarantula? Hell no. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was so offensive to me, but <laughs> hell no. Um, the idea that they will put text on screen to explain things to us now and that they are treating the game of this like a little mini sport. It's being presented in more of a sports way. And I got to say, those title cards, to me, we're like, there's a little sinister vibe in them. There's a little like Bachelor Clues meme in them, you know? Vultures are sinister. I don't get exactly what a spider, a scorpion, and vultures have to do with this game. I liked the stylistic choice. I liked it personally. Say what you will. I'm not surprised. But we also see on the fucking screen, in text, pink team, Caitlin, Allison, Marlena, Krissa, Autumn, blue team, Medina, Star, Edwina, Kelsey, A, Jen. They put it on the fucking screen. I loved it. Thank you. Keep doing that. <laughs> Thank you. Wowie. We're following the game. Almost. Kind of. Uh, the blue team wins. It's a group date win. Oh, sorry. I have to do my creature. That's a part of this. Okay. One of the texts on screen says, round one, exciting music, and we get stock footage this time of a scorpion. 
a death dealer, an arachnid, a desert creature. And this creature was my... <laughs> creature of the week. I love scorpions. I don't know why. The word itself is like my favorite word. It just sounds strange to me. Um, Are you a Scorpio? No. I'm a Gemini. All right. But I just like the word, so I chose the scorpion. Thank you. And I just thought that these three pieces of stock footage were so strange, and I appreciated the stylistic choice so much. They were strange. That I'll uh, I'll give it to the scorpion. I liked it, but they weren't strutting their stuff <laughs> like my lizard representing testosterone. Anyway, you're all winners, but no, blue team is the winner. And guess what? It's only one of you. You want a chance to spend time with Joey tonight. You'll find out later. So do they all have to get ready for this date? I No, I'm sure they just told Edwina, like, go get ready for the date. Pulled her aside and like, don't tell the other players, you know. I'm sure it was. Now you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now. Head to toe, dressed in quince. I got their shirts, I got their pants, I got everything from quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in that closet forever. Unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. <laughs> I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes so you can feel good about getting high-quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash roses we're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer it's a great time of year it's a time for renewal for me that means reconnecting with friends and family i haven't seen for a while and when i do i want to make sure i have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with that's why first leaf is a great option. As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you. To get started, you just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on First Leaf's website. And these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well if you're doing it as a gift. It only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything in between. It's all based on your personal preferences, on those questions you answered. 
These hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days, with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out. I love reconnecting with friends and family over bottles of First Leaf wine, and I bet you'll feel that way too. So give First Leaf a try. Head over to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to sign up and save 50% on your first six hand-curated bottles plus free shipping. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses to save 50% on your first six bottles plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That maybe they made Wilger and fuck, I don't know. Edwina wins this group date win and she does a really amazing face play with her tongue. Would have been my face play any other episode. Same. And she is excited and she is future casting. Joey's going to be her husband. They go to dinner at the Westlake Village Inn. And Joey loves how Edwina laid everything out there today, left it on the field. And she comes in and says she's going to try to be vulnerable, but emotions are usually hard for her. Instant tears. Instant. <laughs> the, look, I'm, I'm sorry to say this to all incoming players. If you cannot cry on command... You are at a deficit now. Yeah, you got to be able to cry. You really do. I mean, it, it just is like you you can't go through the game and not be able to produce tears at will. You have to be able to do that now. It's so good. Uh, Edwina then plays her PTC that as the oldest uh, girl child, she basically had to take care of everyone. She's originally from Liberia. And she feels like she failure is not an option. Uh, everyone's looking up to her. And Joey, he wipes her tears. Was That's it, another wet thumb. It was yeah. a wet thumb. I was just checking. All right. We got a wet thumb here. And then he's like, you're, I'm sure you're making him proud every day. Um, this was kind of a standard for TRR date. Yeah. Um. He loved how she was vulnerable and in a relationship, you should have someone to help lift you up. And we cut back to a girl chat. And it is Medina, who we haven't really featured. And she says she would have liked to talk to him at least a little bit today. So she's complaining about turtling. And she ITMs mm -hmm. that there is pressure for her because she's 31 and the age thing is making her emotional. She feels like she doesn't have time to waste. Oh, you're so young. What are you talking about? I'm only 29. I'm just a baby. That's correct, Maria ITM. She doesn't uh, feel weird for her age, and she's older than he is. 
And we already start to see they're building here now a Medina versus Maria, which will do the weird offshoot into Sydney because uh, Maria is then talking to somebody about Medina, saying this stuff about the age issues. And Sydney ITMs that she's overhearing this. And Medina is her girl. And she's not going to tolerate this. She's going to say something. I don't know how much producers were involved in getting Sydney to make this drastic move, but it is mm -hmm. made. We see back on the one-on-one -on -one time or one-on-one -on -one play for time with Edwina. Uh, Grazi picks up that GDR. That's group date Rose offers Rose. Rose accepted. Edwina GD2R-0. That's Edwina. Group date two Rose, zero pointer. That's a kiss. And Edwina <laughs> ITMs that Joey will be her husband. He has so many things she wants in a man. That's a future cast. Next portion, we dive into this rivalry. Taylor is telling Maria that Medina is mad. And um, she says that uh, Medina was upset because she turtled. And basically, Taylor is telling on Medina here. And... Maria says to Taylor, I like her. I felt bad for her. The one person I want to she's but she's throwing me in the mix for no reason. She's starting to get upset. I'm yeah. like, oh no, Maria, please don't burn out. <laughs> I know. I, I have to agree with what Maria's saying. I think this is a very flimsy rivalry that the producers have built here. It it doesn't quite it's like, what? She got mad because she's like saying 31's not old. It's not like you Yeah, they love a cougar cougar storyline yeah it, it doesn't even fit like into that it's not like a champagne gate it's hard to hang a real believable rivalry on this event but they're they're doing it nonetheless and i agree with you i just start immediately feeling scared for maria i'm like don't do this don't do this don't do it no, let it go let them spin out of control let them start doing weird tattles and then pretend like you don't even know what they're talking about that's the move here in my opinion uh we see sydney talking about it and she says, I think Joey needs to know because I don't think Joey wants someone like that loading this town. Mm. We see Joey arrive at the cocktail party. Uh, people are nervous. He says, you're all beautiful. I want to make most of conversations, furthering connections. He's got to work on these toasts. I know. They're very generic. Yes. And Lexi's nervous. We get a huge, huge amount of time with Lexi for she does this kind of painting prank yeah um, i like this shows that she's trying it was funny yeah put some effort in and we see they she love level ones i have such a crush on you it's embarrassing he love level ones her back i have a crush on you too they make out and joey is feeling more even more confident his fiance is in the room kelsey a gets a little one-on-one uh, -on -one time where she's talking about a tattoo she has that represent her siblings we see some one-on-one -on -one time with Caitlin. She tells him that she plays the French horn and he misidentifies it as a Star Wars instrument. And she says that's Star Trek. You can see her inner nerd coming out here. And he even ITM, she's a self-proclaimed nerd. And I love that. We got, I believe, two I loves that. Mm -hmm. I love that's tonight. Two Lion Dykes. Uh, Taylor and Maria are then talking about the conversation about age still and Medina. Uh, her involvement in it. This is an error. They have to let it drop. Maria ITMs that she is worried about the drama affecting her situation with Joey. Correct. And she wants to nip it in the bud. So she goes to create more 
it's a good intent here, but she's not reading it quite right. This is not enough to hang a real rivalry on. She can just let it die and not have to further involve herself, in my opinion. Instead, she goes straight to the source, Medina, uh, and is like, what upset you about this age conversation? Maria goes on the defensive. I'm. Uh, she's here and to uh, meet Joey, and the age thing doesn't matter. Instead of just apologizing outright, if you are going to go to squash the beef, the only, the first and only move is direct apology for whatever the thing is, and you move on. Here she gets a little defensive, I thought. Yeah, I feel like the producer said, we're sending in Joey to your little mini date, and they sent in Maria, so she's already annoyed. Yeah. Um, she says, okay, I want to talk to you after you talk to Joey, and then we see... Sydney and Maria talking. Well, Maria comes into the group first, which I think compounds this error. And she's like, who fucking told Medina oh, yeah. about me? She starts an investigation. Sydney cops to it. She comes clean here. And uh, they're both errors, but Maria's making the bigger one because she's starting the situation that doesn't exist without her doing the investigation. Uh, I do I do agree that this, this was an error. She also says... You know, I think 31's an advantage for, uh, mm -hmm. if anything. So for this to be a conversation is crazy. I think you never call anyone or, or think crazy. Absolutely. And uh, we see she's very aware of the cameras. That was probably the dumbest fight in Bachelor history. And I was like, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> now that's a player. She literally has all the fights in Bachelor history cataloged yeah. in her mind. And she's like, nope, this that was the goes, dumbest. Uh, above Champagne Gate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we get the next portion. Oh. Portion what, what 10. What happens here? Well, this is simply the most important portion that's ever been created in the history of our beloved game. <laughs> We see one-on-one -on -one time with Evelyn. She cringles a young Joey Grazia day, a custom-made denim jacket. She made it. It includes an embroidered 4TRR inside the jacket, and she explains that 4TRR means for the right reasons. 2020 gore. This was my... Play, 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 play. Of the game. Play of the year, play of the century, play of the franchise, play of reality TV. Pace Case, you and I have long been telling one another we want our lexicon, the words and phrases and little terms we've come up with to describe our beloved game. One day, we would see it in the document itself. And this was that day, Pace Case. Congratulations for TRR in the document. Thank you, Evelyn. Incredible. Absolutely stunning. This is why I asked you if you had coached her right off yeah. the bat of this episode because, I mean, it's reader behavior. It's pit behavior. Yes. I couldn't believe it, especially coming from someone who had made such an astounding physical play earlier yes hopping over that table um thank you so much evelyn we really thought i mean we got dlp in the document first that sign at the yeah uh, mental all and then we thought maybe ptc would be the next thing or huju but it's actually mm. for trr and i think that's beautiful because it is i do too our number one rule it's the primary fundamental rule on which this entire 20 plus year franchise is built. 
that this is only about finding love for the right reasons. And there it is in a game term embroidered into a Kringle delivered by Evelyn to Joey, season 28. With four tiara tears. Well, she's doing this with tear play. Yeah, and with this. maximum tear play at all times. Demonstrating four tiara. <sighs> we uh, go through the rookies' Instagram accounts before every season. And Evelyn, we found out, has a custom handcrafted clothing uh, business where she makes these jackets. If you want one of these jackets, it's the dot genie, J-E-A-N-I-E underscore. That's her Instagram. And there's a bunch of jackets on here that she's made. And I mean, I just can't, that relic, that jacket. I want a Dark Lord Palmer one. A Dark Lord Palmer, a Dark Lord Harrison. I want that jacket. Joey has the best jacket uh, of all time. I need that. Joey, but how much for it, that jacket? You can have her make any kind of jacket you want. Uh, that's what I found out. It's it's such a brilliant play. I love this. I love that. Um, it was stunning, and I feel like I was freaking out about it a little bit. Me too. <laughs> and it was I was trying to little downplay that maybe a little on our no- oh trying to go on a normal podcast, but on ours I feel like I could let my freak flag fly. <laughs> <laughs> this look, pace case. We've been doing this podcast for about three years, I think, maybe a little over, right? We started yeah, in what would it have been May or June of 2019? I don't know. So we're coming up on four years, I think. Jesus. Yeah. Over three years. But in that time, we've had many goals. One of them was mm-hmm. to interview one of the goats, Caitlin Bristow. We've done that. One yes. of them was to write a New York Times bestseller. We did write Clap. a book. We were a hardcover nonfiction bestseller. Were we? <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. We were in the numbers. We were on the numbers. Nonfiction hardcover list. We've gotten that book into the mansion. We had rumors of players reading it in, in Bachelor 26. We've done a lot of things, but Pace Case, I just want to say to you, congratulations. I am proud of what we have done here. And this, to me, is the, the pinnacle of it. This is the highest thing that we've done so far in the game, in my opinion. And many more things to come. It's 2020 gore coded. It's giving 2020 gore. It's giving. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm I'm speechless. I'm speechless, and I'm as I'm, am I. Congratulations, clues. Congratulations, pace case. I think this is congratulations on your great coaching too, because Evelyn's doing great, and Maria, <laughs> and Jess. Listen, I'm not. I am not telling you, I have not coached anyone as far as you know. I can never reveal who I've coached until they want to come forward and reveal that. And that's all I'll say. But I will say this. I'm also coaching now for other shows. I will say that. (laughs) Uh Just digging that pit deeper. So if you want to be on any show, just DM clues. Basically, yeah. If you want to be in the next Dune movie, let me know. I can coach you on how to get in Dune. What? No, that's not true. How can I be in Dune? I don't know. I would. I, I wouldn't be in Dune. Who am I kidding? They shoot that shit in the desert. Um, I would do it. Joey here hugs Evelyn and says, "Thank you for the thoughtful gift." Evelyn ITM's tear play immediately and says she gave him a piece of her heart, and it's exciting but scary too. She is here to fall in love. So shows him four TRR tells us for TRR. Evelyn then tells Lauren about the jacket and says she hopes he wears it and feels a big hug from her. That line is for TRR. Allison uh, gets her one-on-one time with Joey 
And then Lauren ITMs that she's getting anticipation anticipation and anxiety about talking to him. Allison tells her, uh, be excited, be happy. She's trying to help out sis here. And Lauren ITMs mm. that she wants to keep it light and exciting and recreate the things she missed keep on the group day. Keep it light. <laughs> we see, I know, you're just like, oh, this isn't going to work. I've already seen the thing in the beginning. You're just waiting to see, like, how does it get from her saying, I want to be excited to uh, demolishing a cake with her bare hands and throwing it on the ground. <laughs> We're about to find out. All the turtles are waiting around for their producer-granted time, and they make Lauren stew here. They're really cranking her up. They mm. make sure she's the last one to go. So all of this is producer uh, machination, and it works out in their favor, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if they wanted her to leave or not. I, I really don't know. But um, she ITMs that she's in a pissed-off mood for not getting her time, and she tells Allison that she's just going to go. Leave the show because she's in a bad mood now. What? <laughs> Allison tells her to wait until it plays out. Lauren ITMs that she wanted to redeem herself, but it's gotten progressively worse. Don't let it get the best of you. Yeah, it already has. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lauren. It's Jesus gonna project Christ. I'm going to onto so... my time with him. I'm not having a good time now. Uh, had a whole thing planned. I just wanted to redeem myself. It's gotten worse. Um, then we see... Oh, this is where Joey interrupts her ITM. He mm. grabs her, just coming to check in. She goes, I'm doing great. She produces tears immediately. <laughs> nice to see you. Can we sit down somewhere? Okay, now I'm crying again. <laughs> okay, um, I'm. are you okay with standing? No, I'm scared. Take your time. Wherever feels comfortable. Okay, Um. so I'm going to go home. <laughs> That's the transcript, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, self-elimination by Lauren, including I'm going to cry again and I don't even want to talk to you now because I'm in a bad mood because you talked to everybody and their mother already was my error, 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 error of the game. Lauren self-eliminating for seemingly no reason was also my error, 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 error of the game. I think she might have felt that she had already kind of lost to her sister. So if she couldn't win that kind of game within the game, might as well fucking take a hike. I think that was a part of it. But again, as I said... The emotions of these players after a night one, that is such a brutal, agonizing thing to get through. And if you survive it, the very next day, sometimes they give you a day of sleep, but usually it's sometime the next day. You have to go on this fucking group date. She was on that group date. That's a hard fucking thing to do. Yeah, they put her in a wedding dress, drunk. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's... Yeah, it's... You know, we've seen... We've seen people complain about this before because the process takes its toll and they know they don't want to have a bad mindset going into their one-on-one time because everyone's a time cop. Everyone knows it's super important. And she even says some great lines when she's, uh, when she's leaving. Oh, and Joey has a really good breakup line here. He's like, I think this setting wasn't the best way for us to really get to know each other. It's perfect because it's like, yes, Please, I'm accepting your self-elimination, but also, like, there's a hint of, like, I think we could have really dated and been soulmates outside of this. It's very 4TRR. Yeah. A setting defense of a self-elimination is always the way to go if you're a lead. It's like, yep, this just wasn't the right thing for you. Not on me. It ain't on me. I'm not doing this. 
It's the setting. And you're not doing this either. Mm -hmm. No one's at fault. It's the setting. Brilliant play here uh, by our lead. And then we see a uh, producer comes in and he hands them a cake. This producer, a.k.a. the cake bearer, was my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. Cake is uh, obviously a delicious confection, but also a very important symbol in our beloved game. We've seen many cakes dismantled. Um, we've seen many cakes eaten from. There was another cake in this very episode when they were at the wedding. Mm-hmm. It's used I love to, see to it. great effect. It's a big prop in the in our beloved game. We even saw it used to be delivered to someone experiencing tear play in Bachelor in Paradise. Mm, yeah. Uh, it was someone's birthday and they brought her a cake while she was crying. Um, Do you remember the cake we saw in a, I believe it was Sean Lowe's season when DLH and Sean Lowe go to crash the viewing party. Someone had made a Dark Lord Harrison cake with his face like on the cake. Nice. Do you remember that? Glory days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, this guy brings out this cake and um, she's like, it's supposed to be red velvet. Let's sit and eat it before I leave. So they're giving her this extra screen time to do some funny stuff here. And she doesn't disappoint. She gets mad that it's not red velvet. Almost loses her mind, she says. And then she wishes, uh, he wishes her the best. And she says, maybe I'll see you at hometowns. Then He's gone. Joey just leaves. They don't put her in a car like they normally do with self-eliminations. They leave Lauren here to stand in the driveway of the mansion and proceed to eat this at least one bite of this cake with her bare hands, <laughs> tear it apart with her bare hands, and then throw it directly on the ground. Yes. Uh, iconic. I love this. They should give everyone Absolutely. cake as they're leaving. Um, yes. She also does a really good line here. She goes, if my dad was here, he would have been like, I told you not to go on that show. I laughed out loud at this. It was a fantastic line. Um, she was such a good comedic presence. I really, uh, if they if they forced her out, I, yeah. they, they made a mistake. It was their error. I agree. Um, I gave this my error of the game, but I will say hats off to Lauren for at least making it entertainment, entertaining. Um Sometimes I will I will think to myself, if you're going to go out in a self-elimination, you do a blaze of glory, you try to take somebody else out with you. But this is a different game now. She got a villain moment here, and we loved it. I think the fourth audience generally thought this was fucking hilarious and great. Yeah. And she essentially self-eliminated. Also, if there is to be a paradise, I'm not sure there is this year, she secured her invitation with this moment, in my opinion. Absolutely. She's kind of kind of put herself in an Ashley Iaconetti Type, yes. uh, type role. I I loved watching her. Uh, Same. Savored your suffering. Um, we see Allison say, you know, she was she's upset. She produces tears because that was her support system. And we see a lot of people on edge about the rose ceremony. We get, let's see, first flower, Rachel. Lexi, second flower, Kelsey A, third, Kelsey T, fourth, fifth, Jen, sixth, Evelyn, seven, Autumn, eight, Medina, nine, Leah, ten, Caitlin, eleven, Krissa, twelve, Maria. 
13, Star, 14, Allison, 15, Sydney. So Notably here, uh, DLP did not offer a dark touch. He did final rose tonight, did not offer dark touch to Grazi. Worth noting if you take note of those kinds of things like I do. Interesting. Maybe he pulled a muscle during their tennis. Could have been. But he does have enough muscles to do the Tam Sig. And we say goodbye to, of course, Lauren, uh, Taylor, Erica, and Marlena. We suffered. We savored. Sorry. You're suffering. <laughs> Lexi then ITMs that. Uh, was Marlena the one with the, the wild Instagram? I think so. They buried her. Yes. Disappeared from the show. Correct. Um, Next week's going to be a crazy one. Feel it in my bones. I can't wait. This season has reinvigorated my spirit and my soul. We're seeing this continued Sydney rivalry. It. Uh, we hear um, Maria say she's not Sydney's not a friend to me. If you're going to start something over this stupid makes me wonder what else you're capable of. And then they cut to Joey going to love, which was a funny cut. Yeah, it was great. And then we do get a little promo here next week. There's tennis at the Bachelor Open. That's going to be a fun group date. We see some drone rose art in the sky. I love that they're bringing Ooh, in some drone yes. uh, activities uh, as they have with cameras all season long. We get some kisses. We see Askin is back in the house. Mm. We see surfing. Mrs. Wright. We see some prone boning, some hostile environments. Maria feels like she's in a horror movie. Sydney tattles on the mean girl. Joey is scared. Maria will have to defend the tattle. Joey is not on the same page as somebody. And no tag. They've taken away the tag. And I have to say, I agree. Yeah. The tag is like, they, they were some of my favorite moments. They're very funny. But it undercuts the um, the gravitas. Yeah. It undercuts the respect of what the main franchise is. And I like it without it. I have to say I like it without it. I like the tags more in the document where they are. Lauren eating the cake. Yeah. We saw it. Exactly. Exactly. Don't relegate the I funniest agree. moments to... Uh, the the moments yeah, where the credits are coming over in in context yeah well a fantastic episode who was your mvp pace case for her stunning perfect one-on-one -on -one date daisy was my m m m m v p I really felt from this, we thought she was going to be good from her social media, but I'm convinced she's either the ring winner or the next crown from, from today. That, wow. The, the way that she played that PTC yeah. was extraordinary. Um, yeah. I was just super impressed. I was too. And I agree with you. And on any other night, she would have been my MVP, unfortunately, for Bringing 4TRR to the document itself, Evelyn was my M M M M M V P. She's doing a lot of great plays. She's not getting quite the screen time of some of these other players. She's not mm -hmm. doing like you know, uh, an insane PTC on a one-on-one -on -one date, but she hasn't really had that opportunity yet. She's making the most out of her opportunities, especially in tonight's big game. But again, 
maybe my favorite play of all time has just been played mm -hmm. in that jacket with the 4TRR in it. And uh, of course, that's going to get not only my play of the game, but also my MVP. Thank you, Evelyn. I mean, she also leapt 100 feet over the table. It, yeah, like, don't she forget. She did two absolutely stunning plays tonight. Um, but like Evelyn in this episode, I feel happy. Same. It's confusing. Same. This episode to me was just like the dress she put on. Made me feel happy. That's all we want out of the thing on our screen. Just make us feel happy. Yes. <laughs> but thank you everyone for joining us. We hope this episode of uh, not only our beloved game, but of Game of Roses has made you happy as well. Mm -hmm. We will be back on Friday with This Week in Bachelor Nation where we're going to cover the ratings of everything that happened tonight. I'm curious to see if they went up because this season is fucking great. Mm -hmm. He might have put on numbers from night one. That's totally possible. Uh, we're also going to cover all the news that's been happening over the course of the week, all those parasocial plays that are no doubt going to be coming out as a reaction to this episode. Um, mm -hmm. We'll talk about the state of the game and do some screams from the pit. We hope you will join us for that. Before we go, as always, Pace Case, what is that dwabat? It's been 7,981 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 